hello and welcome to this English lesson about water. Now, you might think water is a very simple topic and maybe you know all the words associated with water but I was surprised when I was putting this lesson together um how many words there were and how many phrases, how many English phrases I can teach you uh when we go over these words. In fact, just this morning, I was thinking of more words and even Brent from American English with this guy used the phrase tap water or the term tap water um which I don't have in my slides. I have city water I think but there are many things to talk about in this English lesson when it comes to water. So, we will get started as soon as possible. As you know, water is one of the most important things in life. Air, water, food, some of the things that keep us healthy some of the things that keep us alive on this planet earth. So, let's uh let's get started in just a moment. Before we do though, let me just go over a few things. Number one, make sure that you use the chat for English conversations. Make sure that you use the form if you have a question about the lesson. Please don't ask questions about English in general. I'll take some time tomorrow during my other live stream to answer questions like that. But for this morning, let's just talk about water. Of course, you can have conversations about anything you want in the chat um because that's what chat is for. It's to have conversations with people that you know. Good to see Norma here and Lolly and Anuat and Rod. Semra, Eugene is here from Etobicoke. Uh Semra I mentioned already. Also, I see Dave and Todd are here moderating as always. Good to see you guys. Corey J, Natalia Belgrade. I'm just scrolling back. Brent, SEO Wu. Did I mention Lolly Lolly? I might have. Maybe my brain isn't working as well as it's supposed to this morning. I see Natalia Illusion is here uh and just so many other regular people in the chat. Good to see all of you. Let's get started on this lesson about water. So, water is called H2O. This is the scientific name I guess that you would give water. Water is a molecule. Water is a liquid um and there's a lot of different ways to describe it. H2O stands for hydrogen and oxygen. There's actually two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom that form a bond and you get a molecule that's called H2O. And if you have enough of those molecules, you can see water. Um and water is of course found all over the planet in a lot of different forms and we'll talk about a lot of those this morning. This is not a science lesson. So, if I get some of the science wrong, please remember this is an English lesson. I'll try my best to explain things correctly but if you want to make a scientific point in the comments below, certainly do that and I will read it and I will learn more about the scientific aspect of water but this is an English lesson so let's talk about water. There are basically two kinds of water found on our planet. There is salt water which has a high amount of salt in it and there is fresh water which is usually fairly clear and clean. It's not always drinkable. Sometimes you need to treat the water first but it definitely is water that you can use if you need to have a drink after treating it or boiling it or something else. Um but salt water is generally found in the ocean. We have the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean. There are a lot of large oceans in the world and oceans have salt water. So, when you go to the beach and if you are on a beach that's on the Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific Ocean or another ocean, you are swimming in salt water. 
Um, you can kind of taste it if you get a little bit of salt water in your mouth that it has some salt in it. In the rest of the world, there are things like lakes and ponds and rivers and I'll talk about all of those that have fresh water. Water that has a low salt content. Um it might have other minerals and other impurities in it. Impurities are things that make water not safe to drink. Um but definitely, we have salt water and we have fresh water. Canada in particular has many, many freshwater lakes. We are a country of lakes as well as parts of the northern United States. There are many, many lakes in North America um as well as in Europe and Russia and many other countries in the world. Uh there are many, many bodies of fresh water. So, again, this will be a lot more than just a vocabulary lesson. If you listen to all of the words I just used, I'm regularly using terms and phrases to talk about water that aren't in the slides, that aren't in the 50 slides. So, this will be a very rich lesson. It will be very uh dense and full of information. Uh bodies of water are things like lakes and rivers and streams. Uh generally, when I think of body of water though, I think of like a lake or an ocean or or the sea. But let's move on. We have what's called potable water also referred to as drinking water. So, um a lot of times you'll see um trucks on the road in Canada and they're delivering water and they'll actually say on the back potable water. That means that the water that's in the truck is safe to drink. Um and so, I'm not sure why we have this term, why it's potable. Um the more informal and more common term is to simply say drinking water. So, um when you go on a trip, you bring some drinking water with you, okay? So, this is water that is safe to drink. Um in order to get drinking water or potable water, most of the time, you will have a water treatment plant close to you. Now, I know it depends on what part of the world you live in. In some parts of the world, you can just drink water without treating it. In Canada, generally, all of our water is treated. That means they take water from a lake or stream or river and it goes through a process to purify the water. Um so, even though I live out in the country, we drink water that has been treated. We go to our local town and we fill up water jugs and we only drink water that is from the water treatment plant. Now, there's two kinds of water treatment plants. There is a water treatment plant that creates drinking water or potable water but there's also what's called a wastewater treatment plant which treats the wastewater that comes out of our houses. Um so, quite a bit of a difference there. A water treatment plant creates drinking water. A water a wastewater treatment plant treats all of your sewage and everything that comes out of your house. Hopefully, that makes sense. Um but that is how in Canada, we definitely have water and this is true for a lot of countries in the world but I am aware that there is a vast difference in the world right now. Um sometimes people say, Um, what if you had three wishes, what would your three wishes be? And I think one wish that I would have uh would be this, that everyone in the world had safe drinking water. Um if we could have a planet where everyone in the world had safe drinking water, I just think it would make me happy and I think it would be a better planet. So, that is something that I definitely support. Um let me see here. Um 
So, water comes to us in some different forms um when we have precipitation. Precipitation is any type of water that falls out of the sky. When I look at the weather report, the weather report for today says possibility of precipitation 30%. So, it might rain later today. So, rain is one form of precipitation. Um and when we get rain then literally water falls out of the sky. (laughs) I think we're all familiar with what rain is. Rain is one form of precipitation. Another form of precipitation. This is actually from two days ago. Another form of precipitation is snow and I'm not going to go over all of the details. Not I'm not going to go over all the different kinds of precipitation but we have rain, we have snow, we have hail, we have sleet, we have freezing rain. There are many different types of uh precipitation uh but the main two at least in Canada are rain and snow. You can also sometimes get water from a spring. Uh on our farm, there's actually a spot where the ground is always a little bit wet because water naturally comes out of the ground. So, we have in some places in Canada natural springs. A spring is just a place where water comes out of the ground and springs are common around the world. Many countries have natural springs. So, uh and because we're in North America and we're kind of silly, we often put spring water in bottles (laughs) and then people buy the spring water. So, I know that might sound silly to some of you but North America um and other parts of the world are a little bit crazy sometimes. Um when the sun shines or when you heat water up, it will turn from a liquid into a vapor and it will evaporate. So, evaporation is when water turns into a vapor. It turns into what we call steam and it goes back into the atmosphere. So, precipitation is when water comes down from the sky. Evaporation is when water goes back into a vapor form and goes back up into the sky. So, hopefully, this is all making some sense to you. I said it wasn't a science lesson but it's sounding very scientific to me. Um let's pop over and do some questions for a moment. Let me get my uh my questions up on the screen. Uh let's see here. Um Next first question is from Yo-Yo from Taiwan. Um for those of you who are new here, this is a English lesson. The topic today is water. The way I do my lessons is they're about one hour long. I teach a lesson for about 10 minutes. I answer questions for a little bit. I go back and teach more of the lesson. I answer some questions. If you do have a question during this English lesson, please click the link in the chat to ask it. Um Yo-Yo says, hi teacher Bob. I have a question about drinking. Could you have a drink? Could you drink the water directly from the faucet in the park and I wish you a great weekend. It depends on the park. So, when I go to a park, sometimes there's a tap and that tap is simply for washing. Maybe you go to the beach and you have sand on your feet and you would just wash your feet off but if there's a tap that has drinkable water in it or has drinking water, it usually has a little sign that says this water is safe to drink or potable water or drinking water. So, you just have to kind of look to see how things are marked there but generally, um we do have drinking fountains and when you see a drinking fountain, 
the water is safe to drink. Let's see here. Alexi says, hi, Bob. I guess the snow that covered your farm a few days ago has melted and turned into water. Yes, it did. How did the flowers survive this cold snap? So, Alexi, we're not sure yet and for those of you that don't know, I live on a flower farm. It's spring here but we got snow. Quite a bit of snow actually. If you uh remember, I just showed the picture earlier. Uh let me pop it back up again. This is what it looked like um on our farm two days ago. Uh and yes, Alexi, it has uh it has melted. Um and we aren't sure how well the flowers did yet. We have to kind of wait a few days to see if there's any damage to them. So, hopefully, there's none but we'll see. Uh let's see here. Um just wanna say hi to a few people in the chat. Hi to Julia Olise. Uh I see name PB is here. Joey is here. SEO Wu is here too saying hi to Dave. Good to see you guys chatting. Uh Roberta is here. What's up? Brazil is here. Sirkin is here. Good to see all of you. I hope you're enjoying this lesson and if you are one of the 330 people watching, um there's a subscribe button here if you want to click it. Uh let's get to the next question though. Next question is from Ruslan and the question is this. Hi, dear teacher Bob. How are you today? I'm good, Ruslan. I hope you are well as well. What is your favorite water sport? I'm crazy about surfing. So, I'm getting a little old for this but I have gone water skiing a few times and that was really, really fun. Although, I find now if I fall when I'm water skiing, um the next day, my whole body hurts. So, I would say water skiing is really good. Ahmad says, hi, teacher. Do you in Canada drink tap water? So, I'll talk more about this later in the lesson but the quick answer is this. If you live in a town or city, you drink tap water, okay? So, the water that comes out of the tap, you can drink but for me because I live out in the country, I don't drink tap water. We do have running water in our house we have a large cistern where the water is kept and it's from it's rainwater but that water isn't really safe to drink. We use it to um wash our dishes and we use it to it's used to flush our toilets but we go to our local town when we need to get drinking water. We actually fill up water jugs. Um we go to our local town and we take our water jugs and we can fill our water jugs up for free uh at our local. Um there's a spot in town where we can fill our water jugs up. Just gonna do an audio check here for a sec. Yeah, so my office is the place where we store the water jugs. Let me see next question here. Fyodor says, hi, Bob. I would like to know some idioms with the word water that have nothing to do with water. Um most of the idioms with water would have something to do with water and I can't think of one right now except sometimes we say, oh, that's water under the bridge and when we say that, it means we're talking about something that happened that doesn't really matter anymore. Um I'll try to think of a few. Maybe I'll look for a few and post them in the first comment below after this. Uh let's see here. Um let's see. Natalia says, in my language, we use the expression to pour water in a figurative sense meaning to report insignificant information to lie. Do you have the same in English? No, we don't say that. We don't use water in that phrase. Um 
we do say things like cry me a river. That doesn't mean the same thing. That just means if I'm not sympathetic to someone, I'll say cry me a river. Um and we do have a few other phrases. I'll need to look some up later today and I'll put them below for sure. Uh let me see here. Cecilia says, do homeowners in Canada collect rainwater in cisterns? So, again, Cecilia, it depends where you live. I do. My rainwater from the roof of my house goes into a large cistern um that's underneath my house. We don't drink that water because it, it kinda has a funny smell sometimes. It's not the safest water to drink but we do use it for everything else in our house. Uh Brent is saying, if you don't believe something, you can say it doesn't hold water. That's actually a great phrase. I should uh I should look up some phrases with water in it. Um let's see here. Kenny says, hi, teacher Bob. Have a great day. You too, Kenny. I know that drinking less water will cause damage to our bodies but what happens if people drink too much? I'm not sure but if you drink too much, you end up going to the bathroom a lot. That's one thing that happens. Um I try to drink as much water as I can every day um but I'm certainly not anywhere close to drinking too much but you are correct. Um it is bad to um not drink enough water for sure. Eugene says, good morning, Bob. There have a there is a lot of seriously polluted water in the world. Little fix there, Eugene. Good to see you by the way. Especially factory areas. So, around the world and even in Canada, we have trouble with pollution, water pollution. Um there are places in our Great Lakes that are just heavily polluted still. We have reduced the amount of pollution that we are creating. Pollution is when you put bad things in the water. Um but we still have a lot of cleanup to do. In Canada, we are actively trying to clean up areas that have been polluted over time. In the city close to me, the city of Hamilton, there are a lot of steel plants. There are a lot of factories that make steel. They forge steel and iron and for probably a hundred years, they put a lot of bad things in the water and now we are trying to get that cleaned up. So, hopefully over time, we can get it all cleaned up. Uh let's see. Fox in wet or damp socks. Happy English language day. What do you call socks that get wet? Socks with HGO. We would just say they're damp or we would say that they're wet. Um but there's one other phrase. If I step in a puddle, I might say that I got a soaker. A soaker is when you walk through water that's deep and your your shoe and your sock both get wet. In my part of Canada, we would call that a soaker. Like, ah, oh, I stepped in a puddle and I got a soaker. Um maybe Brent can let us know if they use the word soaker uh in his area as well. Let me do one audio check and we'll get back to the lesson. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay, so we did evaporation. So, water has a freezing point. The freezing point of water is where water turns from a liquid to a solid and we have ice. The freezing point for water is zero degrees Celsius or thirty-two degrees Fahrenheit. I hope I got that right. Um we don't use Fahrenheit very much in Canada by the way. So, when the temperature goes below zero, water will turn from a liquid into a solid and we will get ice. Um you're familiar with ice if you live in a northern country or if you live in a very southern country. Um but if you live closer to the equator, you might not have ever seen ice outside. 
but you've probably seen well, probably not icicles but I added this because I think icicles are cool. When water drips and then when it slowly goes below zero, when it goes below the freezing point, then we slowly get little icicles. Um but you've probably seen ice cubes. So, the the most common form of water in its solid form uh would be ice cubes. Um so, that comes about when we go below the freezing point of water. Um there's also a boiling point. The boiling point of water um the boiling point of water is 100 degrees Celsius or 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, I do have to add here even though it's not a science lesson, those temperatures I believe are at sea level, okay? Sea level is like the level of the ocean. So, when you go higher or lower on the planet, um the boiling point changes and the freezing point changes slightly which I think can affect baking. I think the uh baking can be affected by um your altitude. Anyways, you have a boiling point where water boils. Often on the stove, you will have a pot of water and you will boil the water. When you want to have a cup of tea, you will boil the water. You will put the kettle on or you will boil some water for tea. Um and when something boils, we get steam. So, steam is the third form of water. Water can be ice which is a solid. It can be in its liquid form which we just call water or it can be a vapor which we call steam, okay? Um I think vapor is the right word. There's probably another word for it but remember, I said this wasn't a science lesson. It's just a lesson about water. Um so, we have three forms of water um which we see quite a bit. Um let's go over some of the ways we see water in the world. So, a puddle is a very small um amount of water on the ground after it rains, okay? So, here when it rains, if we get enough rain, my driveway will have puddles in it. There will be puddles on the side of the road. On some roads, if it's a dirt road or gravel road, the road itself will have puddles. So, a puddle is just a small I was gonna say body of water. It's not really called a body of water because that's used to talk about bigger things but it's a small amount of water that forms in a little um uh part of the earth and it's usually there after it rains for a day or two and then it either evaporates or it soaks into the ground or both. A little bit of both probably. A ditch is something that is man-made. The term man-made means something that people have created. Uh, A ditch is something that people make in order to um move water from one place to another, okay? So, along the sides of the roads in Canada and in the United States, there are ditches. So, they actually create little waterways that can take the water away from that area. Um in my field, I have a ditch. So, that water will drain out of the field. So, a ditch is a man-made um I was gonna say a ditch is a man-made ditch. (laughs) <laughs> a ditch is something that's made by humans to move water from one place to another. Um we also have what's called a canal. So, a ditch doesn't always have water in it. It usually has water in it after it rains and then the ditch, you can see water flowing down the ditch. A canal though is something that is man-made as well 
and it's a place that usually has water all the time and a canal often is made to get ships from one place to another. So, here where I live, we have what's called the Welland Canal and it goes from Lake Erie to Lake Ontario. So, it is a waterway that was created by humans in order to get large ships from one end uh of from one lake to another. So, a canal um if you go to Holland, you'll see many many canals in some of their cities. Um the Dutch are really good at digging canals. Um so, we also have small flowing um things like creeks, streams and brooks. Now, the most common word of these three is probably stream. So, just so you know, these are all smaller than a river, okay? Um I live on what's called it's the Welland River but it's also called Chippewa Creek. So, it's big enough to be a river but it has two names. Um but generally, if something is smaller, we call it a creek, a stream or brook. I think a creek is technically smaller than a stream but these words are kind of used however people uh felt like using them. So, you can't say like every stream is bigger than every creek in the world because that's simply not true. And probably the most common of these words uh would be the word stream. Um let me see here. Um and then as I mentioned, a river is just uh a really big stream. Um we have many rivers in Canada as well and I know in other parts of the world, there are many rivers but um of the types of water that flow, um rivers and streams are are two of the most common. Um sometimes along a river or along a stream, you might have a waterfall. I live close to Niagara Falls, one of the biggest waterfalls in the world. Not height wise but in terms of its total length. Um so, a waterfall is a place where a river or stream goes over the edge over a precipice uh and then goes to a lower part. Um waterfalls are beautiful. They sound beautiful. They look beautiful. Um they are amazing to look at. Um and then I mentioned the word flow. So, we talked about brooks and rivers and streams and creeks um and ditches. These are all um you know things that have water that's flowing. When water flows, that means it's moving. The river I live on, the water flows past my house, okay? So, flow is when you see water move from one place to another. Um a puddle does not flow, okay? A puddle is just some water on the ground but a river will flow. Um I should have added puddle as the first one in this series but a pond is kind of a large piece of water that doesn't flow, okay? So, on our farm, we have a small pond. Some people have a small pond in their backyard. They'll have a goldfish pond or they'll have a fish pond. So, a pond can be quite small um and a pond can be fairly large. It's definitely smaller though than a lake, okay? So, um I don't know exactly when a pond becomes a lake but a pond is a small body of water a non-flowing body of water. It might have a stream that comes in one end and it might have a little stream that goes out the other but in general, the water doesn't really move that much. Uh and a pond will usually have a fish in it. A lot of people have fish in their pond. 
A lake is a large body of fresh water. By the way, a pond is considered fresh water. A river is fresh water. A brook, a stream, these are all fresh water. Um in Canada, we have many, many lakes and they are very, very beautiful. Um it's one of the things that the northern United States and most of Canada is simply filled with lakes. There is a lot of fresh water um in the northern US and in most of Canada and most of it is in our lakes. In fact, um yeah, I think where is a thousand lakes? Is that in northern Michigan? I can't remember where some of these places are. Where's the land of a thousand lakes? We should ask Brent that. Geography question for Brent. Um Brent says, I need to make it over to Niagara Falls one day. That'd be a good place to meet actually because it would be a shorter drive for me. (laughs) Um we also have the sea and we have the ocean. So, generally, the sea and the ocean, um the sea can be salt water. It can be fresh water. It depends on what sea you are talking about. The Black Sea and Caspian Sea uh or maybe we're talking about the Bering Sea. So, the Bering Sea is salt water close to Alaska whereas the Caspian Sea and the uh Black Sea are fresh water. Um I should double check. I'm checking. I'm back checking now. It says here the Caspian Sea. Oh, I can't find it. Fresh water. The Caspian Sea is not fresh water. It's salty water diluted by the inflow of fresh water. Okay. So, I was wrong. The Caspian Sea is salt water. Um we should make sure. Let's check the Black Sea now. Let's see. Um is the Black Sea No, it's it is salt water but less salty than the ocean. So, there is a bit of a difference there. Ah, well, there we go. And then, let's see. Yeah. So, don't quote me on this. Again, this isn't a science lesson. Um but generally, a sea is smaller than the ocean. Um the ocean is usually the word ocean is usually the word we use to talk about the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, um the Indian Ocean. We use the word sea to talk about things like the South China Sea um or the Bering Sea. So, um yeah, you're gonna have to do a little bit of your own research on the difference here but generally in my mind, an ocean is much bigger than the sea but they can be very similar. In fact, seas can be part of the ocean, right? Um definitely. Let's talk about things I know about. (laughs) Waves are things that you can find in a lake. You can find in the sea. You can find in the ocean. Um waves are just large amounts of water that come to the shore and sometimes if they're big enough, they will kind of curl over. One of the most popular water sports, of course, is to go surfing. Uh so, surfing is a popular water sport and we'll talk a little more about water sports in a bit. Let's get to some questions. Let me just make one small change here for a second. Let me check my audio while I'm doing that. So, we are going to switch to members only chat mode for a little bit. So, if you are a member of the uh club, I was gonna say if you are a member of my club. No, if you are a member of the channel, um you are free to ask questions in the chat right now. For those of you that are wondering what's happening, members for 10 minutes during each live lesson are able to ask questions in the chat. Um 
So, Bifemi says, all seas are salt. Lakes are both fresh and salt, mostly fresh. Yeah, I should have done a little more research um uh, before I did this. Um are all seas salt water? We'll see here. Yeah, the seas are interconnected of the ocean's water. Interesting. I'm gonna do a bit more research later. Anyways, let me get a question up on the screen and at the same time, let me start answering questions from the chat. So, the question on the screen is from Adam. How many meters until you reach water underneath ground in Canada? So, it depends where you are. Where I live, you have to go down about 30 meters or a hundred feet to hit water but it's definitely different. In the town close to where Jen's parents live, you only need to go about three to four meters into the ground and you hit water. So, it really depends on where you are in Canada. Uh let's see here. We have five oceans and so many seas, says Madi. Um Semmer says your voice is good, Bob. Yeah, I'm worried I talk too much though. I'm I'm gonna try and take a couple days off to rest my voice at some point. Um Samuel Chen says, hi, teacher Bob. I am a marine engineer. Canada has the Great Lakes which are so great that some researchers on them can be applied to the sea and ocean. The Great Lakes are gigantic. If you want to go over the words to say something is big, they're humongous. They're gigantic. They're enormous. Um for me, I just thought that's what lakes looked like but when you go to the Great Lakes, it's I think it's like looking at an ocean. That's how big it is. You I can't even see across the lake. That's how big it is some days. Um let's some days. Some days when the weather is clear, you can see across the lake. The lake doesn't change size. Thanks, Samuel, for that. Um Ricardo says, hello, teacher Bob. Do you ever fish in the sea? I have not done very much fishing lately. When I have fished, it has been in the river. That's by my house or in Lake Erie which is one of the great lakes that I live close to. Julia says, why is the ocean is friendly? It waves. So, there's a little joke from Julia. Why is the ocean so friendly? Because it waves. There we go. Um because this is a wave as well, right? Uh let's see here. Maria C. Uh in love with Mar del Plata. I I need to travel more, I think. Um let's see. Rod saying hi to Ricardo. Uh, American English says, Julia, that's a dad joke. Yeah, it's definitely a dad joke. Eugene says, our province has has more than 250,000 lakes and contains about one-fifth of the world's fresh water. Canada is full of lakes. Eugene probably has seen as many lakes as I have. Eugene lives north of me in Etobicoke. Um one of the beautiful things about Canada is that you can go to a lake very easily no matter where you live. SEO Wu says, I'm happy to see you again. Thank you. If you're talking about me. <laughs> Corey J says, I'd like to visit your area to Cecilia. Ricardo says, hi to Rod. Excellent. Samra says, you have to rest sometimes, Bob. Yes. Yes, at some point, I will rest. Um hi, dear teacher. Have you ever tried Bargomi water? This is from Julia. I have not. Um I have not tasted every kind of water in the world. Key Park says, how do you water your farm field? Dig a ditch to get water from the river nearby. Thanks. So, we have a pond key park. Um we have a pond that was dug by my parents when they lived here and we use pond water to water all of our flowers. Rod says, Mr. Bob, we're on our way to winter. It's already getting chilly. Stay safe. Thank you. Yeah, it's I always think that's cool how the world has both 
uh, hemispheres. So, Rod down in Brazil in the southern hemisphere is heading in the winter. Natalia Belgrade says, hello, Bob. Do you have problem with water in the spring? I mean, flooding because I saw the river near your home. A couple little fixes in the question there, Natalia, as I read it. Yes, the river does flood but our home is very high on a hill. Um, so, we are safe from flooding where we live but some of our farm fields do get flooded. Um, Semra, you have to rest some days, Bob. Oh, edit. Yeah, little fix there. Alexi, in terms of thermodynamics, cold water liquid does not exist because cold water turns into ice. I always remind myself of this before taking a cold shower or swimming in open water. It helps. Water is one of the most interesting substances on earth. It's one of the few things that when it turns to a solid, it gets bigger. One of the problems we have in Canada and I'm sure Alexi, you have this in Russia as well is that in the winter, water gets into things like on our roads as a liquid and then it freezes and it actually can um, break things, okay? Water when it freezes in a pipe can burst the pipe because the water gets bigger as a solid and it's very, very powerful but yes, in terms of thermodynamics, cold water does not exist. Yep. Let's see here. Good point. I'm just scrolling down. Bonjour, Bob from Lolly Lolly. Where does the water come from when you water your flowers? Oh, from our pond. Um, I will show all of you the pond someday. It's not a beautiful body of water. It's just a big brown pond. <laughs> There's no ducks. There's no fish in our pond either. So, uh, Julia, it has unusual taste and it's very popular in Russia. I will have to look for it in the international food section of our store. Um, Brent says, do you have allergies? Does that affect your voice? Pollen is bad where I live. You know what, Brent? I think since January, I've been having a little bit of trouble with my voice and I think it's from the fact that I had to wear a mask. So, I've been wearing a mask teaching since September and when you wear a mask, you tend to talk loud a little bit louder than normal so people can hear you. Uh, and I'm sure Brent as a teacher yourself, you're having the same thing. You just feel like you're talking too loud all the time but now that I'm teaching from home, it's a little bit easier. I don't have to talk as loud. Um, Corey J, I do re- recommend to visit the beaches in a region called Les Landes in the southwest of France. It's a stunning place. When I go to France, I will try to do that. Um, merci Bob from Lolly. Madi, Bob. Hi, Bob. I have heard there is two seas touch each other. One of them is salty and the other is sweet. Do you know where they are? No. I have not heard of that but I need to do more research especially if I do a second lesson about water someday. Um let me just get one more question from the forum. Let's see here. Mohammed says, hi, Bob. Long time no see. These days, I'm kind of busy but I try not to quit learning English. No question today. Just want to say hi. Thanks, Mohammed. Um let's see here. Next question is from Yaroslav. Hi, dear Mr. Bob. Hope you are doing well. My question is, what is the biggest river and lake in Canada? Thanks. So, I don't know what the biggest river is. Um well, the St. Lawrence River. Okay, I do know. The St. Lawrence River is the biggest river. This is the river that drains. It goes from the Great Lakes to the Atlantic Ocean. It's gigantic. It flows. It's you know, it's north of the United States and south of Canada, the um the St. Lawrence. Wait. Yes, sorry. I'm getting my geography mixed up. Um the biggest lake I think is Lake Superior. 
Although each lake is different. I think Lake Superior is the deepest. I'm not sure if Lake Huron. I have to check but those the St. Lawrence River definitely the biggest river and I think Lake Superior might be the biggest lake. Uh let's see here. Um let me just go pop over. I'm going to turn off members chat for a second here. I'm gonna answer a couple more questions and then I will get back to the lesson. So, first of all, thank you to everyone who is a member. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for deciding to click that join button at some point and if you are one of the 379 people watching, uh click the subscribe button. It's free. You get notified when I make a new English lesson and put it on YouTube. Um Ario says, how are you Mr. Bob? So, a little fix here. I love to drink warm water at night. How about you? Thank you. I've been drinking a little bit more warm water lately. I feel like it's nicer. It just feels a little bit nicer to drink warm water. Uh let's see here. Next question from Katerina. Warm spring day, dear teacher Bob. Um do you have at home a jug of boiled water? In my country, you can find such things at some homes. Sweet dinner. So, we have um we used to have a kettle, an electric kettle but now we have what's called a Keurig and it's a machine that you use to make a cup of coffee but we actually use it just to put hot water in a mug in order to make tea. So, um that's how we make our boiled water. Let's get back to the lesson. Sometimes there will be white caps. So, sometimes there's waves and they don't quite curl, okay? And we would just call them waves but sometimes when they curl, you can see the water gets kind of foamy at the top and kind of white and we call those white caps. Um sometimes on the lake when we go to the lake, the wind will be blowing really hard and it will make waves and the waves will have white caps. In a river, sometimes a river or stream will flow over a lot of rocks and it will cause what we call rapids. Um the river I live on does not have any rapids. It's it's not it doesn't go over any rocky areas but there are many uh rivers that have rapids in other parts of Canada um and sometimes people go white water rafting. So, they'll actually go down the rapids in a raft. It's a, supposed to be a fun activity. I've never done it. Uh and sometimes people will go kayaking uh when there are rapids. So, we talked about um a flood or flooding. A flood is when a river, lake or stream overflows its banks or when it simply rains so much that the water starts to accumulate where there's normally no water. You can see in this picture, the street is flooded. There is a flood in this city. Normally, I would think there is no water on the street but either it has rained so much that the water has accumulated or it has rained so much that the river or lake or ocean has kind of come into the city and we would call that a flood. Um we have what's called a marsh and a swamp. There's a slight difference between the two. A marsh is usually a large grassy area that has a lot of water as well. I live close to several marshes. If I go south from my house, there's an area where there is just a lot of marshland. There are many, many marshes. So, a marsh is a place where there's just lots of small pools of water. The ground is usually very, very wet. 
and it's usually filled with grasses that like growing in wet ground. Um so, there are a lot of marshes. A swamp is very similar except a swamp usually has trees as well. If I go to the north, there is a forest and in the middle of the forest, there's a big swamp. So, it means that there's just water everywhere. There's mud everywhere. Um there's little pools of water but there's also trees growing. So, a marsh and a swamp, they're both very similar. The only real difference is that a marsh usually doesn't have trees. It's just a very very wet area or and a swamp usually does have trees. We actually also call these wetlands. Right now in Canada, um we're trying to preserve our wetlands. Um wetlands are just areas that are constantly wet. There's usually just water everywhere um and in wetlands, you'll find marshes and swamps. Let's talk about the house and speaking of water, I'm gonna have a sip. So, in our house, we have a tap or faucet. As I mentioned, at our house, we do not drink our tap water. We don't drink water straight from the faucet um because the water that we have uh that comes out of our tap is from our cistern which is just rainwater that has been collected. Um but in most towns and cities in North America, in the US and Canada, we have what's called safe drinking water that comes right out of our taps, okay? Um I think the technical term is faucet but I hardly ever use the word faucet. We just call it the tap, the kitchen tap. Might say the kitchen faucet sometimes. Um and usually the faucet or tap is above a sink so that when you get water, the extra water goes in the sink. You would use the sink to do dishes. You would use the sink to wash your hands, etcetera. And at the bottom of the sink is a drain. Um sometimes you plug the drain so that you can fill the sink and when you're done, the water will go down the drain and it usually goes um into the city sewer system if you live in the city. For me, it actually goes into a septic tank. So, I treat we treat our own wastewater here. We have a septic system which is very common out in the country. Um so, as I mentioned, I have a cistern. It doesn't look like this but under my garage, there is an 8,000 gallon cistern. I can hold 32,000 liters of water in my cistern and all of the rainwater from the house goes in that cistern. So, it is a large tank made out of concrete and a cistern can be any size. A cistern is simply a place to store water, usually rainwater but we also sometimes buy water. Sometimes um it doesn't rain for weeks on end and we have to buy a load of water. So, a truck comes and drops off water and puts it in our cistern. Some people still have a well. There are two kinds of wells though in the world. There is this style of well which is a dug well. That means someone dug a hole deep into the ground and there's water at the bottom of the well. Um some people in Canada, my neighbors have a well but they have a drilled well. That means they drilled a small hole into the ground and then they put a water pump at the bottom of the hole. So, wells are very common still in Canada. Um I don't have a well because the water, the well water in my area has a really funny smell to it. Um it smells a little bit like rotten eggs. It's kind of a weird smell. So, we just get our drinking water from town. 
Um and so, there's a number of different ways to refer to water if you live in a town or city. Some people call it city water. Some people call it tap water. Some people call it drinking water. Um but generally, if you live in a town in Canada or in the United States, you will probably have a water tower somewhere. If you are in a larger city, you probably don't have um a a water tower. There's probably a different way to distribute it. But as you drive across Canada, as you drive across the United States, it's very common to see a water tower. So, they put all of the drinking water up into the tower and then there's a big pipe that comes down that distributes water to all of the people that live there. Um and I've used the word pipe a few times. A pipe is a solid um pipe. Can't use pipe to describe pipe. A pipe is a solid uh piece of metal. It's usually made out of steel or stainless steel, sometimes copper and it's used to move water from one location to another. The thing is a pipe is not it's solid. It doesn't bend. A hose on the other hand is another way to move water. It has you know a hole through the middle um but a a hose is pliable or you can bend it. Um so, my house has water pipes. Um it has hot water pipes and cold water pipes because we also have a hot water heater in our basement. Um and we have a number of hoses outside that we use if we need to move water outside. Um sometimes though there's a leak. We had a leak in a pipe in the barn last summer and water shot all over the place. A leak is a small hole in a pipe. You can see here this pipe definitely has a leak. It has a hole in it and water is coming out of the hole. It's not nice when you have a leak because sometimes your house can get flooded. Um that has never happened to us but sometimes if a pipe bursts or if a pipe springs a leak. By the way, that's how we say it. We usually say it springs a leak. Oh, the hose has sprung a leak. That pipe is springing a that pipe has sprung a leak. Sorry, I'm using the the past tense but um if you uh drive across a hose too many times, sometimes it will spring a leak. Um but yeah, that's how we refer to it. A small hole in a pipe or a hose. Um in order to move water, we use a pump. Um a pump is anything large or small that runs on electricity or gasoline or diesel or petrol or natural gas. It's a device. It's a small machine that will move water from one in somewhere one place to another. So, usually it has a hose or pipe connected to it. Um as I mentioned, some people in my area have a well and they put a pump at the bottom of the well and it will move the water up through a hose or pipe so that people can use it. Um and then there are water sports. So, water sports are any sport that's done on, in or around water. So, surfing, jet skiing, uh water skiing, all of those things are considered water sports. Because Canada has so many lakes, water sports are very, very popular. Uh someone asked me earlier what my favorite water sport was and I said water skiing. I have to say though, it's been a long time since I've gone water skiing. Um but water sports very, very popular. In fact, most people well, not most people. Many people I know own a boat. Just a small boat. I live on a river and I don't have a boat. I should really get one someday. Um 
when you when you go in water or when someone sprays water on you, you get wet, okay? So, this person is wet. I don't know why he's in the river but he's he looks happy. So, maybe he's just in the river to cool off but he is definitely wet. His shirt is now wet. Um a couple last things here. When farmers um water their crops, we say that they are irrigating. So, later this summer, I'm going to irrigate my field. Well, I'm going to irrigate the flowers. We don't actually irrigate our larger crops but when you irrigate, it means you put water on plants so they will grow. It's also called irrigation. So, the verb is to irrigate. The noun is irrigation. Um wait, irrigation. Do you have we are going to do some irrigation. Do you have irrigation equipment? Interesting. You can use it a couple ways. Um and some people have a pool. When I was a kid, we had a pool. We don't have a pool anymore. A pool is a nice little uh place to jump in and cool off on a hot summer day. Um for some reason, when I was a kid, my dad really liked having a pool. So, he built his own pool but eventually, um it didn't uh hold water. It sprung a leak and so, we got rid of it. And sometimes, uh in different places, people will create what's called a dam. They will build a dam to hold back water. You can see in this picture that the dam is holding the water back on the one side and usually, a dam is created so that you can generate power. A lot of times, a dam will have a hydroelectric power plant attached to it. Not all of them do um but definitely, a dam is a common site in the northern part of the province of Quebec where they generate a lot of power using um a dam with a hydroelectric power plant. Hey, that's the end of the slides about water. Um as I was teaching this lesson though, I realized there were a number of things I could have talked about that I didn't. I mentioned some of them. I forgot things like condensation. Condensation is when water forms on a warm surface when it's put in a cold area. Wait, when a cold thing is put in a warm area. I think I got it wrong. When you take a cold something out of the fridge um and if you have a can of Coke and you take it out of the fridge on a warm humid day, water will form on the side and we call that condensation. Um let me just check my question list though and see where we're at. I'm just gonna spend some time answering uh the questions and then we will wrap this lesson up. Ellie says, what is the opposite word of sewer system? Um we would just call it the water the the water system. Like in a city, you have fresh water uh or you have drinking water that comes. So, we would call it the the city water line. Yeah. So, you connect your house to the water main. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the official word for that is. Uh let's see here. I'm gonna skip the next question because it's off topic. Murdad says, hi, Bob. Do you Canadians pay for the water you use? If you live in a town or city, you pay for the amount of wastewater that comes out of your house. You don't pay for the amount of water that goes into your house. You pay for the amount of water that comes out because generally, they can get a pretty good sense of how much water you've used. Let me just double check that because I wonder what happens um if you water your lawn. They might have changed it. I haven't lived in town. Um let's see here. Yeah. 
You might have to double check that. But yes, we definitely pay for water if we live in the town in a town or city. Um and I might have been wrong about what I just said but um I know when I lived in town um many many years ago we paid it was just water and sewage. So, we paid for both and it was only twenty dollars a month but I think it's a lot more expensive now. Uh let's see here. Naomi says, hi teacher Bob. Have you ever drawn water from a well? I've not done that before. Thank you in advance. Yes, a friend of mine when I was a kid they still had a well with like a crank and a bucket on a rope um and that's how they got water in one field for their animals and so, I remember going with my friend and getting water from the well. It was it was cool. Uh let me see here. Um Saeed says, hi teacher. You said you wish all people had good water. Why you did it? You have. Not sure about the question Saeed but I will restate that it would be cool if everyone in the world had clean drinking water. Had access to clean free drinking water. I know there are parts of the world that don't and it would just be good if we all did. Uh let's see here. Um Semra says, you like to drink water, Bob, and you like to drink water with a jar. I like to drink water with a jar too. See you, Bob. Thanks, Semra. Yeah, this actually says drinking jar on it. It's like a jar that's specifically made for drinking water and it is that is how I like to drink water. Um Artur says, hi, Bob. I recently read that Americans don't like to drink sparkling water. Is it true? I was surprised because in Europe, we drink it a lot. I don't drink a lot of it here in Canada. I know some people who immigrated from different European countries will drink it. I have friends who are Italian. When I go there, they give me a glass of sparkling water um or soda water or whatever the term is. I don't drink it and um when I went to university in Michigan, it was not common for people to drink sparkling water. I think it's becoming more common but um um I don't usually drink it. Ibrahim, hi, my best teacher. How are you doing? Good. How deep is your river? It's about up to here on me. <laughs> so, it's about four feet deep in the middle. It's not very deep uh and by the way, that is how we describe it like um how deep is your pool? Oh, it's about up to here on me. Oh, it's about up to here on me. Um so, how deep is the river? It's it's about up to here on me. Uh let's see here. Marwanto says, hello, Mr. Bob. Good night. How does your government supply clean water to the residents? Thank you. So, there are many different ways but in Canada because we have so many lakes, there is often a water treatment plant beside a lake and then that treatment plant will send water to all of the towns that are close by. Um so, our tax dollars help pay for that but people also pay for the water that they use. Imam, is this British or American pronunciation? This is Canadian pronunciation but it will sound somewhat American. Um just maybe a little less um a little more boring. I think the American accent's a little more um interesting. The Australian accent's really Interesting. Um Banyad says, what kind of water do you prefer? I prefer free water. <laughs> so, this is water that we get from our local town. It is free for us to go and fill up our water jugs. This is my water jug. We have five of them. Um so, we go once a week and we pick up water for cooking and for drinking. So, my favorite kind of water is free water. Um 
Yusif says, hello, Bob. Why don't you use wells to water farms in Canada? So, a couple of reasons. One is there's generally a lot of water available above ground. So, we have a lot of rivers, a lot of ponds, a lot of lakes. Um and generally, we have access to that. It also rains quite regularly in most of our agricultural areas. So, irrigation isn't as common as like in the Midwest United States. They often drill wells and they often irrigate their crops from their wells because they don't get quite as much rain. Um next question from Aid. What's the difference between cistern and septic tank? Thanks. A cistern holds water that you're going to use for cooking or drinking. A septic tank holds the wastewater that goes out of your house. So, the cistern is the water that you're going to use. The septic tank is the water that you have used. When the water goes down the drain, it goes to the septic tank. When you flush the toilet, it goes to the septic tank. Uh let's see here. Sylvia says, don't you cook with tap water in your home? How much water do you buy a week? So, we don't buy water. We get it for free. We use five jugs a week of water for cooking and for drinking because seven of us live here. So, it's uh we use a lot of water. (laughs) Patricio says, what's the difference between watering and irrigating? There is no difference except you know we water the flowers. If I watered a large portion of the flowers, I would say I'm irrigating. So, irrigation is just watering but on a bigger scale. Uh let's see here. I think I'm almost through the questions. Let's get to the next one. Helix says, oh, that might be the last one. I think it is the last one. Hi, Bob. I would like to know the meaning of this idiom, uh water under the bridge. Um let me just check. Let's get like the official meaning of this. Meaning of water under the bridge. It's usually like something that happened in the past and you don't need to talk about it anymore. Used to refer to events or situations that are in the past and no longer regarded as important. So, if someone said to you, oh, um, yeah, I can't even think of an example. Sorry, I'm running out of steam. There's another uh, English idiom for you. In English, when you say that you are running out of steam, it means you're running out of energy to do something. So, I'm running out of steam. Uh anyways, folks, that was a lesson about water. Uh thank you to, I think we hit about 400 people today. Remember, my goal in teaching English isn't to have hundreds of thousands of people watch. My goal is to teach lessons about every single thing that I can think of. So, I'm not sure if water was a popular topic but it certainly was fascinating for me and I think it was fascinating for most of you. Um thank you so much for being here. Um there will be a live lesson tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time where I will take questions about the English language and try to answer them. Um and I will of course have another video ready for you next Tuesday. Another little English lesson. Um if you're new here, don't forget to click that red subscribe button. I wanna say thanks to Rod, the Brazilian English teacher for hanging out in the chat. Brent from American English with this guy for hanging out in the chat. Um Todd and Dave of course for moderating and keeping things civil. Uh and I'll just say bye to a few people. Bye to Julia Olise and Lolly Lolly and Semra and Guhan. Uh, and of course, Brent, Madi, Aid, Cecilia, Romania, Natalia, Illusion. Um, let me scroll back. Ario is here as well. Bye, Ario. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Corey J, Norma. As I scroll back, Natalia. I'm starting to say names twice, possibly. 
um buy to everybody. Um let me just scroll to the bottom and see. Vito buy to Vito. Um Gertrudis buy to Gertrudis and Pavel uh and Chuan and Eugene from Etobicoke of course and everyone else. Have a good weekend. Uh I'll see some of you tomorrow and by the way, I will be playing GeoGuessr live again uh in a couple days on my other channel. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you go to Bob's Short English Lessons, uh you can see a couple um videos where I played a game called GeoGuessr. Um it's kind of a low-key hour of just me playing a really fun video game where you can join in. Um I might do that most Sunday nights going forward. Um it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it and I enjoy playing it with other people. Anyways, bye everybody. Have a good day. I'm gonna click the end button now. I hope that you learned a lot of English. Oh, one more thing. This lesson will come out again in a couple of days in a shortened format where I remove all the user questions uh and it will just be a pure lesson. So, I will release that uh, in a couple of days when I have it edited. Bye everybody. Have a good day. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash bobthecanadian.